Hi there listeners welcome to episode 42 of Never on the Backfoot podcast this is a special series in the lead up to IPL 2021 that i have formulated wherein i interview fellow cricket fanatics from each of the eight franchises in the IPL fans are a very important component of the game and hearing from these ardent fans will definitely be enriching and their insights will be unparalleled this episode is basically going to revolve around delhi capitals the champion outfit and a preview of sorts before the exciting 2021 edition On the podcast today we have Pranav Murthy who is a second year undergraduate student pursuing BCom honors from Christ Deemed to be University Central Campus Bengaluru. He has been extremely passionate about cricket and started playing right from when he was 5 or 6 years old. He has had his fair share of fun playing for school, a few games at the zonal level and finally representing Christ University until the pandemic hit. He hasn't been able to play in a while so he's definitely raring to go at it again. IPL has been the highlight of his summers and he's definitely looking forward to discussing aspects of the upcoming season on the podcast. Hi Pranav, welcome to the podcast. Really looking forward to having this discussion with you. Hi Neha, uh, awesome to be here. Love to discuss about the topic. So yeah, let's get started maybe. Yeah, Pranav, sure. So, uh, could you reflect on Delhi Capitals journey in the last season? So last year was Delhi Capitals' first final. Um, yeah, it was their first final. So yeah. pretty much had an excellent season. So the squad was packed with a lot of talent, especially the youngsters in Shreyas Iyer, uh, uh, Prithvi Shaw, but he didn't perform that well. But still, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of great scope for talent. Rishabh Pant, of course, but even Dhawan came with his class, scoring two back-to-back centuries and five twenty-plus runs. Uh, they faced issues with Mumbai through the tournament, all in all the four games, the two league stage games, the qualifier, and the finals. But I think they negotiated all the other teams pretty well. Uh, so all otherwise, all around a good performance that they should be proud of, especially discovering Nokia, discovering their pace partnership with Rabada, and finally even even the fact that towards the end of the tournament they discovered Tushar Deshpande though he failed after like first two three games. <laughs> But uh, it, it was like a good uh, find for them. So hopefully they can scout for more talent and Ricky Ponting can lead them to more victories. Yeah. and uh, as you previously mentioned to you know like last season was special because they made it to the finals and playing against mumbai indians does prove a lot and they had the dream season till they stumbled to uh, mumbai indians so what are your takeaways yeah so this would be a biased question from my side because mumbai obviously <laughs> being my favorite team yeah but yeah on a more serious note mumbai they would give them considerable trouble so hmm. they ran into a lot of trouble with trent bolt which is the funniest thing because he was the one traded from delhi to mumbai the previous year yeah so I never saw the point of trading Trent Bolt to them because he taken 22 wickets in 2018 for Delhi. 2019 they barely gave him enough games. Mm-hmm. And uh, if Mumbai had one chink in the armor, that was that that was that Rohit Sharma didn't want to use Bumrah enough in the beginning because he wanted a dead bowler. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have an opening bowler at all in the first six overs, like a solid one. And then they just happened to gift them Trent Bolt. And yeah. out of the 25, 26 I think odd wickets that he took last IPL, I think nine or ten were against Delhi. Especially the way he started that final with getting Stoinis. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that that was a major issue that I had like with Delhi doing that to Mumbai. But uh, other than that, yeah, they just struggled in general against them, like the pace attack and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this that could have been seen even when that Bumrah Bolt combination came in game two, where I think Delhi scored about one ten, mm-hmm. and uh, they had like seven, six or seven wickets between them. Uh, I think even Surya Kumar Yadav, if I'm not wrong, Surya Kumar Yadav or Quinton Dickock notched up two fifties against them. Mm-hmm. So they've all round just struggled against Mumbai the last season. Hopefully they do well this year. 
Exactly. And we've seen what a class outfit they are. Of course, yeah. Mumbai is the most balanced team, I feel. And plus, like, Delhi also is quite balanced now regarding the experience coming in. So, yeah. Yeah. And just dialing it back a little to the auction part, we saw how Delhi had, like, the two of the best value for money picks. They got Sam Billings for, like, two crores and Umesh Yadav for one crore. What are your thoughts on the same? When I was watching the auction for Sam Billings, I was pretty I was pretty hooked on the fact that CSK would go for him. Mm-hmm. But clearly they didn't. And Billings didn't get a long run with any of the franchises that he's played for. But he's yeah. played for Delhi in the past too. And he's played for CSK. But he never got enough games for them. Hmm. Uh, but he was a very cheap buy and provided the balance in the lower order for Delhi. Especially hmm. like if someone like Hetmeyer or Stoinis gets injured and you need a stable player to back the middle order. I think Billings does well there. Plus, he's an exceptional fielder, so they're actually the outfit as well. Hmm. Uh, so, now they've got Chris Wokes as well, right? So, along with Chris Wokes, hmm. the only good thing is that they bought everyone at a very cheap price. So, Umesh Yadav is a bargain price for one crore. Hmm. Uh, my my reactions are very mixed on Umesh Yadav because <laughs> sometimes he gets whacked all over for RCB. But very reliable bowler in some circumstances. And if it's yeah. his day, he's a very good bowler. So, yeah, the options are working out well for Delhi. And I think Billings just adds a little more to the middle order. But... What they've done well is sometimes I just haven't got the auction strategy of them buying a few players like Steve Smith, etc. Mm-hmm. But uh, what what I'm happy with is that they've relatively done this at a lower price. So it hasn't costed them much. And their release prices for many players in the previous auction were quite high. Yeah. So along with the purse they have, I think they've diversified their players as well. Exactly. And uh, when you add someone like a Steve Smith to your already wide collection of top order batsmen, I don't think that was the smartest buy. What are your thoughts on the same? So, yeah, like I said, I don't see a great uh, potential for Steve Smith in the team. The mm-hmm. only benefit I can see is like Umesh and Billings, they managed to get Smith at a bargain price. Yeah. So, a very cheap price for a price possession like Steve Smith in mm. terms of the dynamics uh, is very good. But I really don't see that po- point in terms of like how you would manage him within the team. Because apart from the fact that he comes with a ton of experience, they aren't going to drop Marcus Toynis, Rabada and Nokia for sure, mm. according to what I feel. So his only option would be the fourth option, the fourth uh, uh, foreign spot. So that would be contested with Hetmeyer, Billings and Chris Wokes. And Hetmeyer providing that firepower in the middle order, I don't think they're going to take him off either. Because whatever said and done, Steve Smith, more of a top order player and not like he, he can't, he's not as big a hitter as you'd consider Hetmeyer to be. Though Hetmeyer mm-hmm. had a moderate season like last year. Yeah. So the only additional benefit is because of the recent series and Ayer being injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from apart from Ayer, I just feel Rahane, Ashwin, those Parishapant was named vice captain last year. Mm-hmm. Rahane, uh, Ashwin, and maybe uh, Steve Smith are the only ones in contention for the captaincy run. But uh, what happened with Rahane is that for him to be captain, he also needs to be in... Uh, been a little bit of form because he was yeah. in and out of the team last year because he was in terrible form. Mm-hmm. Ashwin was also ousted from captaincy in like Pun- when he was in Punjab. So I yeah. don't think they're going to hand over the captaincy to them. So if Smith plays, he's going to play as captain, obviously. And mm. uh, that's the only way I can see him playing in the team. Yeah. And Hetmeyer would be dropped only in the onus that if he performs badly or something, which is always a contingent thing. Yeah, that's true. And also, uh, when you look at Delhi Capitals, right, they already boast of a very good, formidable fast bowling unit. You have Rabada and Nokia, as you previously stated. Now, do you think there's something missing in this uh, set bowling lineup? Uh, no. I, like, for Delhi, I feel like the bowling is the focal point for them. So, 
it's an extremely good pace battery combination in Rabada and Nokia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a good understanding being national teammates too. Yeah. So they know how to work well with each other. They know uh, how to complement each other in terms of restricting the opponent, uh, picking up pickets, controlling the economy rates, etc. Mm-hmm. So they've troubled batsmen too over the last season and they forged a good alliance with the ball. But, uh, and how they, how, like how others compliment them is that when I feel that they add a lot of restriction onto the batsman because of their pace, Rabada was clocking above 150, uh, and sorry, Nokia was clocking about 150 last mm-hmm. year. So by doing this and constricting the economy rate, I think even the spinners have a good field day because uh, batsmen try to go for rash shots after that, trying to mm-hmm. score runs, and people like Ashwin is able are able to exploit the fact that uh, people are going hard at them because they're quality spinners and know how to take wickets. Yeah. So last year, they also, like I said, they discovered Tushar Deshpande too, who was very quick off the blocks, but mm-hmm. after a few games, had a couple of bad games. Yeah. But I feel like with the right training, I think they've released them now, if I'm not wrong, but uh, mm-hmm. with a couple of good games, maybe he'll come back and bounce back well in IPL. So they also have Aksar Patel. I mean, don't need to say much about him after <laughs> the decent test series, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but I don't know how much of a factor they'll play in an IPL T20 game, but mm-hmm. still, that option's pretty good for them. So they have Aksar and Ash, and also the expertise of Amit, Amit Mishra with the spin department. Uh, so if any of the fast quicks get injured, like Rabada or Nokia, they've roped in Umesh Yadav and they have Tom Karan as an option. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty balanced side with the ball, so I really don't have a problem with them for the ball. So like they say, you don't need to fix what isn't broken. <laughs> on the bowling side, yeah. I feel like they're spoiled for options, actually. So I don't have much of a worry with the bowling, especially in my opinion. So yeah. it's just that last year, everything clicked except with the massive di- disappointment against Mumbai on hmm. all four games. I feel like if that one game, the finals, the batting unit had performed a little better, it would have been a true contest. But because of that, it turned out to be a little one-sided. Definitely. And I think it's always you know good to be spoiled for options, right? When you have so many players and then the reserves and everything. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. It gives you an ample amount of options because like you saw with like India, this test series, mm-hmm. how many options we went with, so many people got injured. So, I mean, injury <laughs> is something that you can't control at any one point in time. Hmm. So, it's always safer to have options. Exactly. And Delhi Capital, Delhi Capitals always invests in the domestic talent. I mean, Mani Maran Siddharth, he's the left-arm spinner and I guess he's going to be a backup for Akshar Patel and even Vishnu Vinod. He's a handy top-order hitter, but I don't think he's going to get that much playing time. Your thoughts on the same? So, yeah, like I said, for injuries and like general performance issues, backups are very important. Hmm. So, especially like-for-like replacement. So, if you look, it's an almost like-for-like replacement with Akshar Patel and uh, Mani Maran Siddharth. Hmm. So, but the only thing is, I've frankly not much, not heard much about him. So, okay. uh, when I had to look him up after the auction, he seemed like quite raw talent, having barely played any first-class games. Mm-hmm. But despite this, he's been picked by one of the best franchises of last year. So, under the leadership of Ricky Ponting and others, I feel like they'll harness his talent and he'll, he'll become a better player over the course of the season. But right now, I can't comment on how good a player he is because, mm-hmm. frankly, I haven't seen him play that well that much okay. no one has to be fair but uh, yeah so let's I, I just have to look on and see how he performs Vishnu okay. Vinod is certainly a handy bat so hmm. I was looking him up too and he was averaging around 38 to 40 in his list day career so that's mm-hmm. not a bad option but the issue is he's found in the found himself in a team like Delhi yeah. so it's packed with power power unit of batsmen all of whom will rank higher than him when it comes to a standardized let's say, team selection. Hmm. So, yes, unlike other teams, like uh, maybe Hyderabad, for example, with the likes of all youngsters, so Priyam Garg, Abhishek Sharma, Abdul Samad, etc., mm-hmm. finding a spot in DC amongst Prithvi Shaw, Shikhar Dhawan, uh, maybe Rahane, Pant, Shreya mm-hmm. Sayar, until recently, would be would have been very tough. Yeah. So, I don't feel like he's going to get much game time, 
but he can harness he, he can potentially learn a lot from the unit exactly i mean rubbing shoulders with the, the big players in the team and with ricky ponting at the helm he can actually learn a lot yeah it's a great learning experience for them yeah and when you look at someone like tom curran right he can be a backup overseas seamer and even lukman meriwala he's the uh, homegrown quick add variety but they aren't wholly enticing options what do you think yeah so like i'd mentioned earlier tom curran's a very handy option especially one of the dc very rare on very rare occasions if the dc pays battery fails or one of them gets injured mm-hmm. but like i said delhi are always spoiled for choice yeah. so if either nokia or abada get excluded from the team due to any reason it was it would have been an interesting choice between uh, tom karan or chris wokes for me mm-hmm. but i really don't understand for me personally chris wokes is one of the most underrated players that i yeah. know of because he's just not been used enough for his potential talent he is very handy with the bat swings the ball early on hmm. so yeah i feel like if it's a common if it's a choice between the two i'd go for chris wokes provided he is not injured either which is very common mm-hmm. but uh, yeah so current a certainly interesting choice and a good backup for them but i feel like wokes has that extra layer of batting ability and his uh, ability to reverse the ball would give him an advantage mariwala mm-hmm. is one of those surprise finds in the auction it's more Actually. of those it's more of those uh, you know when teams come up with like an observations like observation quota yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to call that maybe mm-hmm. because like many teams just like rope in players that you'd never know of and mumbai is an expert at that i feel the scouts when they roped in yeah. yeah when they've roped in bumrah pandya no one knew who they were mm-hmm. so hopefully when they invest in young talent and spend time on someone like mariwala and give them a lot of time out in the nets if not in the game uh let's see what progress can be achieved maybe so only exactly. time can tell what's in store for him so we'll have to wait and see that's true and uh, now let's talk about prithvi shaw right he had a very disastrous australian tour i mean people were trolling him and everything but he came back and he had such a dream vijay hazare trophy and even the syed mushtaq ali trophy now how important do you think he is to the squad with uh, rishabh pant okay i would have said even shreyas iyer but he's injured right now and is dhawan the ideal fit to open with him So yeah I mean Prithvi Shaw I was I was recently watching like an interview where he said uh, mm-hmm. in the Australian tour when you look at uh, people like Hazelwood and Cummins Boltum he was very he was very late on the ball for the pace that they had yeah so he said how he was adjusting to like a different a different pace and like a different level of like swing and like learning to move quicker on his feet and play the ball mm-hmm. and that's certainly reflected in how he played in the Vijay Hazare and the Said Mushtaq Ali yeah. if i'm not wrong he scored what 800 plus runs in the Vijay Hazare which yeah. was a <laughs> record for a single season yeah mm-hmm. brilliant batting i watched the few games too mm-hmm. so him along with Padikal set the entire tournament on fire yeah uh, Padikal also being an excellent player now mm-hmm. so coupled with the fact that he had a bad run of form last IPL and bounced back so strongly after changing his technique uh, i feel like he'll be very confident going into this year's IPL. Hmm. So he's also improved his timing like I said and is quicker on the ball which is essential when you're playing Bumrah when you're playing Rabada. No Rabada is in the same team so he wouldn't <laughs> yeah, have to worry yeah. about him. Hmm. Playing someone like Jofra Archer though he's injured too now. Yeah. So I feel like the way the way way quick people he had an issue with especially Archer last season. Hmm. I think he got him out two times in two games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that like I would be looking forward to Prithvi Shaw playing. Mm-hmm. And as for Rishabh Pant I feel like Rishabh Pant provides that stability in the middle order like he's always done for Delhi in the past 2 yeah. 3 years or so hmm. and he's also in remarkable form over the last 3 4 months mm-hmm. he's had his career highs over the last 3 4 months and hopefully he can carry that on for Delhi in exactly. the IPL season hmm. Davan is an ideal option for DC at the moment because like I find sometimes he's not very consistent at times in between yeah. seasons and in between tournaments hmm. but given his form last IPL I don't think any any team that will have 
they would have had Dhawan would have been willing to drop him. So hmm. he slammed two back-to-back centuries. He got 500 plus runs, and right now in the first ODI, he's hit a magnificent 98 too. Exactly. So though hmm. the fact that he fell cheaply in second ODI, I feel like they should continue his run of form and give him a chance to open with Shaw because right now, except Dhawan opening with Shaw, the only option I can find with someone opening with Shaw is Marcus Toynis. Mm-hmm. But uh, Marcus Toynis can be tried. Not a bad option because yeah. I think he opened for two three games last IPL and he did relatively well except the finals. Mm-hmm. So they'll have to see how that goes. But I'd still place Toynis in the middle order for that. Uh, power that he generates yeah but yeah for me ideally that one should open with show okay and uh delhi captains also boasts of a plethora of good quality all-rounders right so when you think of someone like a marcus stoinis how does he fit in the puzzle and your thoughts on the same so obviously stoinis is arguably one of their most important players hmm. so he played in the middle order he opened on occasions and through the tournament he he got some prize caps also so one particular match that i remember was that super over game where hmm. he that that fine that final over against Mayank Agarwal. Yeah. So yeah. So his abilities coupled with that of Aksar Patel, Chris Wokes, if he gets a game, are very handy for the team. Mm-hmm. So Chris Wokes, like I said, is always one of my great picks if someone gets injured. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, Stoinis adds that complete balance to the entire team in terms of all-rounders. Maybe Aksar Patel and Chris Wokes, the extra ones. The only negative I can think of from the aspect of Delhi Capitals are they don't have well-established Indian all-rounders, so okay. which is always a key for you because Aksar Patel isn't the greatest with the bat, uh, mm. being very honest, but yeah. having an Indian all-rounder who's a star performer is amazing for the team because an Indian all-rounder wouldn't come within the four for the quota, mm. so it's always handy to like get him to replace either a pure batsman or a pure bowler because he has a mixed set of both. So if you look at the star team, so CSK has Jadeja, mm. Mumbai has both uh, Hardik Pandya and Krunal Pandya who delivered for them on many occasions. Mm-hmm. But Polard being a foreigner, but sometimes he's handy with the ball too. He can roll on, he can roll his arm. Yeah. So these two sides are two ex- two sides with like of examples of like a good Indian all-rounder in the form of Jadeja, Hardik Pandya and Krunal Pandya. So they've all been impactful players for their sides as feature all-rounders. So yeah, I feel like if Delhi could open like a very good Indian all-rounder, maybe not of this season, next season, or like mm-hmm. even a replacement for Shreya Sayer because they you know, have enough pure batsmen. Mm-hmm. I really don't think they need another pure batsman with them. So yeah, that would do them a lot of good. Fair enough. And this brings me to my next question. What do you? Th- how do you assess the strengths and weaknesses of Delhi Capitals? The strengths like we went over are obviously the bowling unit. Yeah. So the bowling unit is extremely strong. Quality spinners, quality pace bowlers, and uh, the partnerships that they form between them as a as a, as a, as bowlers do mm-hmm. is very well in the past tournament. So they've done well. Uh, quality foreign players too. Hetmar has not done well last season, but I think if he gets going, he's one of the greatest threats out there. Stoin is of course brilliant player. Uh, Tom Curran, Chris Wokes, uh, Rabada, uh, Noki, all brilliant players. So yeah, mm-hmm. foreign the foreign squad is the foreign part of the squad is really good. Yeah, and uh, the host of options like we discussed. So they're always mm-hmm. spoiled for choice and. Not discounting the fact that they're coming off a very good season. So it was their personal best. Yeah. So they'll be determined to continue their run of form and if possible, make it better and win the championship. Mm-hmm. Weaknesses uh, is just that, like we mentioned, Indian all-rounders and for that fourth foreign spot, Tassel. So it's more mm-hmm. of a strategic decision than a weakness. Yeah. So it's more to do with who do we pick for that fourth spot. Do we take Steve Smith? Because at the end of the day, it's Steve Smith. Like yeah. any, any side would be reluctant to leave him out, though I think they should. Uh, <laughs> Hetmeyer, uh, maybe... Uh, I don't know. 
maybe like if he if he has a bad run of form then take him off for some games give someone mm. else a good chance something yeah but yeah so selective players form is also a considerable issue like rahane and stuff because we really don't know how they continue through the tournament mm-hmm. also serenan prithvi shaw has to prove his mettle in ipl now facing foreign bowlers though yeah. he's coming off a very good side mushtaq ali and vijay hazare we can't comment on how he play like the foreigners and like, the quicker bowlers that's true so we'll have to wait and see how he performs so there is selective players who we just need to watch out for and they are not potential weaknesses for the team but their improvement in form could lead to a better quality result for delhi exactly and uh, now when you look at some like shreyas iyer right he'll be missing out a great chunk of the ipl and probably the whole season to owing to the injury uh, your thoughts on how uh, who would be the ideal person to replace him as the captain and what is delhi going to miss out in his absence okay yeah so an ideal replacement for shreyas iyer would be hard cuz apart from obviously <laughs> like he's not the big names among stoinis uh, tabada and stuff but yeah, obviously yeah. he's the most impactful player in the team leading the team last year mm-hmm. so delhi will miss him big big time and he's become as he's become a very big impact player he's also led the team very well in in terms of shifting captaincy and he's worked with ponting really well over the last two years yeah. so especially when gautam gambhir resigned as captain midway through the season and he trusted he shifted the onus on to shreyas iyer i think he did fairly well mm-hmm. and he came out strong and said okay i'm going to lead the team uh, so yeah i mean with that attitude i feel like he's the right person to captain the team too hmm. uh, but his absence in terms of batsman will also be missed so he provides that top order strength when the so there's many occasions last year where the top 3 just failed so yeah if if it was just the opening partnership just broke down by 10 runs and shreyas iyer came in one down two down and like he played his massive part in like rebuilding the innings reconstructing the innings and finally like holding on till the end and like with that last flourish he just gave it all yeah so i think they'll miss him from that perspective but from within the team i think for his spot rahane would ideally be their first choice in mm. terms of their ease and like his ease to like fit into different positions and play which i think rahane is good at but he just needs to perform yeah but that's all contingent on his performances like i said mm. but from an outside view if you look at the pool of unsold players listed in the auction maybe like i said i wouldn't go for a pure batsman because they have enough of it they have prithvi shaw they have shikhar dhawan they have uh, Uh, they they have rahane but yeah, yeah. if if they have to go for a pure batsman i feel like they should go for either gurkirat man or vihari mm-hmm. because when you look at the unsold players list i think both of these are featured indian players on that list yeah who have played ipl before aware of the conditions know the pressure that ipl players need to face and like can deliver big match performances mm-hmm. but apart from that yeah if they can rope in an indian all rounder that would be good as well Exactly, and uh, now Delhi Capitals won't be playing their matches at the Firosha Kotla, which is really unfortunate. But we have, you know, Mumbai, Chennai, Kolkata, and Ahmedabad, you know, which are going to service the ground. So, how do you think DC will uh, manage in these conditions? So, what I like about Delhi is that I feel like they have a very well-rounded team. So, mm-hmm. they're suited to many types of conditions. So, if you have a if you have a pitch that's green and I mean it's going to it's going to pace on to the batsmen and to mm-hmm. the bowlers liking for fast bowlers they always have their pace battery rabada nokia umesh yadav now ishan sharma mm-hmm. so i think they can fairly do well there if it's a batting pitch i mean the batsmen are in good form uh, all of them are reputed hitters of the ball mm-hmm. so i feel like they can do well there too and if it's something if it's a pitch like chepok or uh, a spinning track they have quality spinners as well in aksar patel amit mm-hmm. mishra ashwin so i feel like anything they can they can rotate and around their squads and make the squad according to what the pitch demands hmm. so the initial three games are in mumbai i think for delhi and yeah. uh, the vankade has always been a sensational scoring ground to play on hmm. so it's a fairly good pitch with for the quicks too it's a high scoring pitch for the batsmen and i just feel like 
Wonkita is that one pitch where you just more than more than being able to like get yourself suited according to pitch where team you just need to be competitive on that pitch with the team that you have because it can go anyone's way if you play good cricket mm-hmm. but apart from that like i mentioned chepok they'd have considerable advantage with the spinners that they have mm-hmm. they will miss the court love but let's not forget that all teams are missing out on home advantage right That's so true, yeah. all all teams that have modeled their team according to a home advantage so i think one of the primary reasons csk roped in moin ali was also because of the spinning track over there hmm. for a good spinning all rounder but i think they they'd miss that too mumbai would miss wankhede because the home support Hmm. The biggest factor more than Delhi, I feel like RCB will be missing out in Chinnaswamy. <laughs> but yeah, apart from that, it's going to be a good show and a challenging one. But I feel like Delhi are suddenly well equipped for the same. Okay. And uh, are there any particular players that you are going to watch out for this season? Like personally going to look out for them? Yeah, yeah. So like I said, considering recent form, maybe Prithvi Shaw at the top of my list. So mm-hmm. Prithvi Shaw at the top of the order too. Uh, I just need to see how he performs against all the other bowlers from across the world. Because this time you have extremely quick bowlers, right? If even if Archer comes back, you have Jofra Archer for Rajasthan. Yeah. You have Kyle Jamieson for RCB if he gets hmm. a game. Hmm. Then you again have all the you have Chris Morris from Rajasthan after that huge buy. Yeah. And uh, you have a lot of people who are hitting 140, 145, 150 right now. And I want to see how Prithvi Shaw defend like plays them off and you know gets comfortable with them. Hmm. So if he does that well and good for them, Delhi would have found a good top order batsman who would have cemented his spot in the team, which hmm. is what they need from their openers because most of the times their opening stands are the one that's failed. Yeah. So which Treyas are also missing out now a lot on the shoulders of Dawan, I feel, because hmm. Dawan has to provide that stability because Prithvi Shah is still young and inexperienced comparatively. Yeah. So I feel like Dawan after last year's season, he'd still be pressurized by like by the team, the management, and he put pressure on himself to do well after to back up that season that he had last time. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, yeah, the only the only the biggest player in that team apart from that, not looking forward to, but like I think everyone would expect something of his toyness. Okay. So he's just a very very big big impact player. So let's see how he does too. Exactly. And uh, if you were to pick, you know, a best playing eleven for Delhi Capitals, who would that be? Uh, okay, let me get it a shot. I think <laughs> I think like I said, Dawan and Prithvi Shaw open. Okay. Uh, Rahane one down. Hmm. I'd go Rishabh on two down with a wicket keeping option. Okay. Marcus Toyne is at three. Then I'd go with Hetmeyer, but subject to change, I might bring in Billings or Smith for the same position. Okay. If he fails, then I'd go for Aksar Patel, Ashwin. Ravada, Nokia, and I'd go with Umesh Yadav over Ishan Sharma. Okay, fine. Yeah, I mean, this looks like a solid uh, playing level. Yeah, yeah. And fair enough, yeah. Are there, you know, any particular matches that you are looking forward to, say, from the Delhi Capitals rivalry perspective or even otherwise? Oh, yeah, this is something that I always discuss with my dad too. So, <laughs> uh, Delhi Capitals as a unit, I feel, are very... All the games I look out for because mm-hmm. it's a very young side, it's a very talented side and okay. they play aggressive and good cricket. But two outfits that I really like to watch them play are obviously Mumbai, firstly, because again, like Mumbai, like I watch all Mumbai games and I'm really interested <laughs> in seeing how they play yeah. and support them. But apart from that, I just feel like they're the one team Delhi struggled over consistently. Hmm. Uh, but also the fact that Mumbai and Delhi have a fairly, except last season, I think they've been fairly equal competitors for the last 11 seasons for the last 12 seasons because on the head-to-head too they're very close hmm. except last season where Mumbai outplayed them which is all the more reason to look forward to next season because I want to see how they play off Mumbai how they play off uh, Bumrah and Bolt hmm. and uh, how they bowl at Mumbai's batsmen because for me personally Mumbai apart from 
like without without a bias not in a very unbiased note i feel like they're the <laughs> most balanced side in the unit uh, in the true. tournament yeah they have all their options set and like even if someone gets injured now they've roped in adam mill and uh, colton eilers additional bowlers yeah so yeah i feel like they're really set so i want to see delhi play mumbai and mm-hmm. one very important team are like delhi to play like see delhi play is obviously kolkata because <laughs> in terms of team dynamics i feel like they're very very similar right so okay. because If you look at a solid pace attack in Rabada and Nokia, it's equally countered there by Ferguson and Cummins. So if they hmm. play, yeah. and the top order there too is dominated by Indians only. Gil, hmm. uh, you have Shubman Gil, you have Rahul Tripathi, you have Nitish Rana. Yeah. And middle order pair there is Russell and Morgan. Here you have Hetmyer and Stoinis. So I hmm. feel like it's a very very balanced side, okay. the both of them. And I feel like head to head on a on paper they would more or less be the same, okay. except for individual players ranking above each other. I feel like the entire outfit and the dynamics of the team are very similar. Hmm. So it'll be a good matchup. Okay, I mean these are exciting matches. I was hoping you'd even say RCB, but then yeah. <laughs> oh no, RCB. The thing is, all of RCB's matches are interesting, which mm-hmm. I watch only for Kohli and De Villiers. Mm-hmm. But I still don't know how they haven't won. <laughs> yeah, it, that's it, it, a it defies all logic for me. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, do you have any, you know, predictions for the season? It can be Delhi capital specific or even like in general IPL. Oh yeah, so this this one you would probably get your RCB answer very quickly and be happy about it. <laughs> yeah. I definitely see Delhi and RCB in the top four because okay. whatever said and done, if RCB have won in the past, obviously they haven't won in the past. But whatever mm-hmm. whatever the predictions are about them winning in the past, can't take away from the fact that they're arguably the strongest outfit. Mumbai mm-hmm. I would say is the most balanced outfit, but RCB is the strongest in terms of paper and the performances that they have. Okay. So a little bit of luck went their side. I I feel like they would have. Like if not one, two, three trophies too. Mm-hmm. So my top four would definitely Delhi would definitely be there for the team okay. that they have. RCB would be there. Mm-hmm. But the other two teams I see making the top four are Punjab and Mumbai because okay. Mumbai, like I said, are very balanced. Delhi has a very good unit and like they work well together, especially mm-hmm. from the last two years. Yeah. RCB being RCB with the team that they have, I see them making <laughs> it a long way. Okay. And Punjab, I just feel like if. Punjab has a lot of their second half games in Bangalore and their team is very suited to like a flat wicket and mm-hmm. uh, and I mean their top order being Bangalore boys KL Rahul Mayank Agarwal yeah. and also the fact that they've remark- done remarkably well in the second half of the season last year hmm. so they know what changes they had to make and they adjusted well to those changes they they've roped in some good players they have David Malan now which is yeah. an amazing find for them at a bargain price of 2 crore that I'd say yeah. but yeah let's see how they perform but this these four would ideally be my top four to make the playoffs And uh, any predictions on who would be the highest run getter, highest wicket taker? Uh, run, I'm, I'm highest wicket taker. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Jamieson Bowl because okay. uh, I, I'd, I'd missed the auction when I was at. I wasn't at home actually when his auction was going on, okay. but I told my dad to call when, <laughs> when like his auction was going on, and hmm. he kept screaming numbers every three seconds. So. I knew I knew the value that he brings to the team after his performances for New Zealand. So I'd mm-hmm. I'd go with Jameson if he gets all his games set in order and the RCB play him in all his games. I feel like he has potential to become the highest wicket taker because he's just quick and nippy off the surface. Okay. But uh, highest run getter? Oh, I don't like. There's no prediction as such. Mm-hmm. I I just feel like there are a lot of people who can contend for that spot. So. That's if true, if yeah. it's if it's David Warner's yeah maybe him from SRH or if Virat Kohli comes back in form maybe him if it's Mumbai and Rohit Sharma continues their run of form maybe him I don't know <laughs> yeah Quite it's tough, tough to predict it's a tough call yeah 
yeah and uh, with that we come to an end to what has been a very interesting discussion i'd uh, first like to take this opportunity to thank you pranav for joining me on the podcast and uh, you know for leaving us all with these fantastic insights thank you so much for accommodating this interview in your busy schedule and i'm genuinely hoping to have you back on the podcast sometime in the future yeah yeah sure sure pleasure is all mine it was a great it was great talking to you the questions were also very well constructed and got me thinking so yeah thank you nia <laughs> Thank you Pranav. Yeah. I'd like to thank you listeners for ardently supporting my blog and the podcast. We're growing each episode strength to strength. It really gives me the zeal to keep working and delivering quality content to you all. A heartfelt thank you. Do check out at the rate never on the back foot on Instagram for the latest facts, trivia, quizzes, terminology and a lot more. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Also, feel free to share your thoughts and suggestions for the already published episodes and recommendations for future topics. Do share this widely and your support is really appreciated. See you next time listeners. Cheers. Stay safe and take care. Bye for now.